This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Trevor Milton, who started Nikola, can't say enough good things about Hyundai. But Hyundai is not returning the love. Reuters reports that Milton made two proposals to Hyundai to collaborate on hydrogen trucks, but Hyundai rejected both of them. Even though Hyundai is a major proponent of fuel cell cars and trucks, it sees Nikola as a potential competitor to its heavy-duty truck business. Aluminum can help make cars or trucks lighter so they use less fuel or battery power. But making aluminum is more energy-intensive than making steel. It's also more energy-intensive to recycle. In fact, steelmakers claim that on a life-cycle basis, steel has a lower carbon footprint than aluminum. Maybe that's why the London Metal Exchange, the world's largest metal market, is proposing a selling mechanism for low-carbon aluminum. Producers would log in the carbon content of their aluminum for customers who want to buy sustainable materials. The London Metal Exchange wants to expand this market to other metals, including lithium, and will launch this trading platform by the middle of next year. The auto industry in the U.S. has made an impressive comeback since COVID lockdowns forced them to stop production earlier in the year. Plants are now up and running again, but Bloomberg reports the recovery is at risk because of absenteeism, distancing protocols, quarantines, and part shortages. According to Orbital Insight, foot traffic at plants hasn't rebounded to pre-lockdown levels. While some automakers are downplaying the challenges, Others say it's been difficult to keep them running. Toyota, for example, has had mixed results with its plants and says it doesn't anticipate production returning to normal for some time. Another reason output likely won't return to normal this year is due to weak demand from rental companies and government agencies. But it's not just a U.S. problem. Reuters reports GM is offering buyouts to workers in Brazil because it's struggling with the impact of the coronavirus. GM also plans to extend furloughs, which were scheduled to end in September, and it's extending them by another two months. Engineer from anywhere. Perform tests from your office, lab, or living room. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, we have you covered. Our hardware and software is trusted all over the world. Global company headquartered in Troy, Michigan. Intrepid Control Systems. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. At the outset of the COVID outbreak in the U.S., the country was facing a shortage of ventilators. So to help out, GM partnered with Ventec to produce ventilators at the automaker's plant in Kokomo, Indiana. The two companies received nearly $490 million from the U.S. government to build 30,000 ventilators by the end of August. So far, they've delivered more than 20,000 and are on track to complete the order. But once that order is fulfilled... GM will hand off control to Ventec to continue manufacturing ventilators at the Kokomo plant, as well as at Ventec's headquarters in Washington state. Say, is Dodge selling cars? 
We're selling horsepower. As you know, it has priced out its performance cars in terms of dollars per horses. And now it has even more horses for sale. Meet the 2020 Challenger SRT Superstock, which Dodge claims is the world's quickest and most powerful muscle car. It's powered by the same supercharged 6.2-liter Hemi V8 and the SRT Hellcat Red Eye, but it's been tuned to crank out 807 horses. The Hellcat Red Eye only has 797 horses. Dodge says the super stock will go from 0 to 60 in 3.25 seconds and turns the quarter mile in 10.5 seconds. It costs over $80,000, including destination charges, and goes on sale this year. But some of you are going to have to answer this question for me. Where does this fit in the Challenger lineup? They've got the Red Eye, they've got the Demon, and now they've got the Super Stock. Is the Demon going away, or does the Challenger just have the widest breadth of offerings of any car in the market? You answer me that in the comments section. And hey, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours this afternoon. John and Gary will be talking with SEMA on how to recalibrate ADAS sensors after a vehicle has been modified. Todd Lassa from Motor Trend will also be on the show, and it all goes live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering. Boost your game. And by Borg Warner. Propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. As we teased at the beginning of Tuesday's show, I was at an off-road event for the new Ford Bronco, and now I'm able to talk about a few of the things that were shown there. The big display was a number of customer lifestyle concept vehicles. Essentially, these are vehicles with aftermarket parts and pieces that show how a customer might upgrade their Bronco or Bronco Sport. This being an off-road event in an off-road focused vehicle, bumpers, lights, and winches were obvious accessories. But some of our favorites include this Bronco four-door with a fishing platform concept that bolts across the hood handles. It's able to hold four fishing poles and even a human's weight if someone wanted to fish right from the hood of their Bronco. Ford must also think mountain bikers will be on its shopping list because it took every chance it got at the event to tell us that the Bronco Sport can fit two mountain bikes in the back with their front tires off. This Bronco Sport comes with some aftermarket upgrades I think will be very popular choices, a one-inch suspension lift, and more aggressive tires. Another popular choice is likely to be these tube doors, shown here on a two-door Bronco. I think the handles on these would be a perfect application for 3D printing and a nice spot for customers to add a little personalization. It's important to note that some of these accessories are concepts and not locked into the parts catalog yet, but it does give you an idea of what's possible. Plus, many of them are likely to be added anyway because Ford says from the very moment the first one rolls off the assembly line, there will be over 200 accessories available for the Bronco 2 and 4-door and over 100 for the Bronco Sport. We'll have more to report on the new Jeep Killer, I, I, I mean the new Bronco, in the coming days. And I make fun of Jeep a little bit here because it seems to be drowning in all this Bronco news. It tried to steal headlines before the Bronco reveal by debuting the Wrangler 392 concept, 
a Wrangler with a 450 horsepower V8 shoved under the hood. Now it looks to be doing the same with the Gladiator Far Out concept. It's an eco-diesel powered Gladiator that's geared toward the overlanding space. Highlights include a 2-inch lift kit with Fox shocks, 37-inch tires to fill all that extra space in the wheel wells, modified bumpers with a winch in the front, and custom rock rails. While this is still a concept, the Gladiator diesel will go on sale soon. And not to be outdone, Jeep's stablemate Ram teased the new Ram 1500 TRX. It's a performance off-road truck, and in this teaser video, you can hear what sure sounds like the whine of a supercharger, which likely means a Hellcat engine under the hood. And look, another FCA brand is going after Ford. Sure seems to us the TRX is aimed directly at the Raptor. But with that bit of performance news, this wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching, and we hope to see you again tomorrow.